0: So speaking with one of my mentors recently, he was telling me that, you know, pulling the curtain back is real important, especially these days. People want to know who you are. People want to know what you're doing. People want to know how you got to where you, you are now. There's a lot of images and imagery and whatnot, especially on platforms like Instagram of people that have, quote unquote, already made it. You know, you see him with the cars or you see him in the jet or you see him married and whatnot, but you don't really know their story. And I think that's what reality TV was supposed to capture, at least in the beginning. But now it's so manipulated that, you know, it's just in a big production. So I decided with this episode of My Life at a Weird Angle to go into basically interviewing myself. So here we go. So who am I? Right now, I am Lord Milan Loiseu of Coogan Manor. But before all that, I was just Milan. Born to some blue-collar parents in the South, in Virginia to be exact. And loved to go outside, loved to swim, loved to run barefoot was obsessed with Native Americans and uh, would even wear a loincloth and run around and build teepees. Just a typical Southern kid. When I was a teenager is when we came to Michigan and did my high school here, played sports really for the first time here. They didn't have any extracurriculars like they do um, in Michigan down south, unfortunately. But yeah, first time on organized sports teams and played tennis and swimming, cross country, football, ran track, just anything that I could do and loved it. I always liked being physical and athletic and really liked the camaraderie of a team. And that led to uh, girlfriends and traveling and getting to know a lot of, more people opened up my world a bit and um, got into some trouble, made some bad decisions, got arrested, a bunch of dumb stuff, all that before my injury at 16 that left me a quadriplegic. And obviously that was a moment that changed my life dramatically. And as I grew with that and learned myself, learned about myself, I learned a lot more about mental health, I learned a lot about my own spirituality, and really realized in the moment and throughout the moment since that I do believe in God, but I am a man of faith, and that it's, it's put up or shut up, it's now or never, and it's really real. You know, there's cliches like, uh, you got to walk by faith, not by sight, for example. And I really realized how true that is after my injury because the things that I was seeing were not things that I wanted for my life. I was seeing my body not be able to function. I was seeing a wheelchair. I was seeing pity in people's eyes. I was seeing all the hard work that I've put in into my body disappear in an instant. And so I had to believe in something greater, something greater than myself. I had to believe in the miracle of being able to walk again, being able to have a good life again, good being able to be happy. And thankfully, I persevered in fought through those things, the constant being, of course, God, the whole time, he'd never left. It's just I had not focused on him as my life center, as my center, as me being connected to the ultimate source energy and power. Thankfully, though, that I did, eventually, (laughs) and got it together, and it's been pretty good since. So that guy, you know, learned and progressed and grew and went to college and became a lord after doing the ancestry for my dad, found out that his ancestors became nobles in England. So being the male heir, I got the title of a lord. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's pretty cool, weird. Uh, Disney story, so it seems. And now what am I? I'm a father. I'm a husband. I am a entrepreneur. Like most millionaires in this country, I'm working for myself. I am designing for my own clothing company. That's one business. At DDH underscore apparel on Instagram. And the other businesses, the day one philosophy, you know, the ability to live in the moment, the ability to co-create your life with God, with the benefits of a child's mind, with the ability of an adult body. You know, children can think all they want about driving a car, for instance, but an adult can actually drive that car. So it's it's things like that where you use your child brain in order to get the things that you want out of your life, to be able to find happiness, to be able to live in the moment, to be able to just imagine and see the world with wonder. Combine that with the wisdom and the ability of your adult mind and your adult self. It's pretty fun and useful. Which brings me to the next question. (laughs) Hopefully this one will be shorter. What made you decide to make your voice public? So for me, it always seemed like I was connected, connected to something that supplied me with information and encouragement. And there has even been times where I would know things or things would come to mind that seemed impossible for me to know. You know, being able to relate to a whole lot of different people, people who I had never met or issues that I had never been in I had solutions for them. I had answers to them. I had wise words to share. And it was actually a girl that I was with when I lived in Colorado that encouraged me to self-publish. And she helped me find an online publisher. And I self-published my first book, a book of poetry that's in English and in Spanish. and that was my first real experience with making my voice public. And I did a few um, poetry events at colleges when I was out there in Colorado. And it was weird being on stage, but it also felt really cool to share my own words, to share my own creativity with people and get a good response. But then after that, it was some time, I I think a little bit before then, and a little bit after then, of uh, around 2005, that what I dubbed as drops started to happen, and it was bits of wisdom that would happen, that would come to my mind, different phrases that seemed like just words of encouragement that was coming from you know that higher energy source, and. You know, sometimes I would write them down, sometimes I wouldn't. And I ended up starting a Twitter page called Daily Drops 365 just to put them down, just to keep track of them. And I never really learned how to use Twitter as far as a marketing tool or anything. So it was really just for me, just to get them down and get them out. And I noticed that the more that I did that, the more they happened and great phrases like the fastest way to get what seems out of reach is to start with what is within reach would come to my mind. And I'd put those down and people really started to respond to them and appreciate them and and say things like, wow, that's really good. Or that really helped. Or that really made me think. And next thing you know, I'm contacting that publisher again and paying for an entire marketing strategy and packaging. And they turn a hundred of these drops into a book. And drops is an acronym, actually, that stands for Daily Real Optimistic Power Statements. Because I'm a firm believer that words matter. Words matter in how we feel. Words matter in how we think. Words matter in what we do. They wield immense power. So that was the start of it. That was making my voice public. And it seemed awkward and scary. And now I'm at the point where I'm hosting a podcast, interviewing other people, speaking to crowds, using the drops and the wisdom that I've gained over the years of persevering as a quadriplegic to raise my family. And to encourage them and to be a good teacher and a good leader. All right, so the next one, what is your ultimate goal with your business? Well, with day one, I really want it to be a global philosophy. Because not it's not even a, a financial motivation, it's a purpose motivation. Steve Harvey talks about embracing your gift, and he says that your gift is the thing that you do the easy, the thing that is the most effective that you do with the least amount of work. And really, being a teacher, being able to convey messages is something that I do very easily, and it's very effective because words matter, like I said. So I'm focused on that. So the goal with that is, yeah, to have it be global, to have people um, carry that book around and use it over and over to encourage themselves, to keep themselves in a day one mindset, which is really the ability to choose, to co-create with divine intelligence, and it's knowing that you only have solutions. It gradually takes you from your quote-unquote mature mind to reactivating your child brain so that you are your happiest. You're in the moment. You can see the world as wondrous and maybe a little bit scary, but that you are bold enough to go through it and that your imagination is a powerful tool to get there. It's actually divided into five steps five principles and there's a course that goes along with it for anyone that's interested um it tends to be in the links on my instagram or the youtube channel actually both are i am lord milan instagram and youtube and the ultimate goal with donia is the same i want it to be a global powerhouse I see it as a long-lasting company, supporting and promoting strong, powerful women, women that say yes to themselves when the world tells them no, women that go their own way, women that are leaders and they persevere and the world embraces them for what they truly are, which is amazing. I see for that specifically our headquarters in Argentina in a tall, narrow, five-story building with a gold marquee that says "Donia" on it in big, chunky letters. And there's a shop on the main floor. Our work studio is on another floor. The uh, third floor is a bit of production in-house and offices and the fourth floor and the fifth floor. The fourth floor is like a, a lounge for all the employees, you know, couches and TV, books, food, things like that. And then the fifth floor is just a loft for me to rest because I know there's going to be times where I work through the night and need to just sleep And when we go to Argentina, my wife and I can stay there in the loft. So the next is who supports your journey? Thankfully, I have a good supportive network. I always have. My parents have been great and always pushed me to do more, encouraged me to be my truest and greatest self. Um, Now that I'm a husband, my wife, even when she was a girlfriend, she's just The most amazing person I ever met. And she really reminds me that God loves me, that I'm a valuable person. I feel way more powerful and connected as a husband than I ever did any other time in my life. My kids, they support my journey. They believe in me. They like that I work. They, um, for the most part support the privacy when I need it when I need to just buckle down and work my in-laws quite a few people thankfully and my fraternity brothers of course they outside of my family they're the longest relationship that I've had in my life 13 years now going on 14 years that I've been a member of sigma lambda beta What do you struggle with and what are your challenges? Well, sometimes it's my own self is is my challenge. And I say that because, you know, procrastination hits us all and we all make excuses from time to time. And also it's a challenge with my body. You know, I, I still need a wheelchair. I'm still on that journey to full recovery. I believe it's mine already. I just have to get there, which is fine. I'm down. But that's tricky. And sometimes, you know, things don't go my way with my body, even, you know, when I'm pushing and I'm trying to do all that I can. And it it frustrates me sometimes, but not nearly as much as it used to. And I struggle with, you know, wanting it now. With business and success, because I know how much I want to give to my family. Who inspires you? I have quite a few mentors that are around me, that I I seek, or even videos of people that I'll watch on YouTube. They inspire me. They give me motivation and and words that words of wisdom and encouragement, and people that have made it. I really admire other entrepreneurs like the founder of Live Fit Apparel, Randall Pitch. He's, you know, hardworking. He's tattooed. He's into fitness. He's an entrepreneur. He's true to himself. So, guys that have done similar things to me, or seeing other people that are on that recovery to walk again, that inspires me. And I get inspiration from my kids, too. You know, they're, they're a good motivation for me to be my best. And I'm more aware of my words and actions as a father and my wife as well. What's the difference between an idea and a goal? Well, for me, a goal is something that has a plan. You know, idea is just an idea. Everybody has ideas, but a goal is different because you actually put strategies behind it. You actually have a plan to get that thing and you take the steps to do that. Do you have a mentor? Yes, I have a mentor. I have several that I've been consulting with, reading their books, having conversations with over the years. And it's really helped me to stay focused and remind me that there are people success leaves clues and that there are clues and there's information to follow. One of the drops in my book says, you know, there, there are, let's see, let me just click on it real quick. Come on. There are people available to you that can ensure your success. It's up to you to access them. And just like people and information, everything's on YouTube. (laughs) Everything can be Googled. So if you really want that knowledge of how to invest or you really want that encouragement, there are places to find it no matter who you are, no matter where you are. And the last is, how does your voice benefit others? Well, I believe that my voice, my words are encouraging to other people. I believe that my story is inspiring and I believe that it's worth sharing. Not from a vanity standpoint, but from almost a duty standpoint. You know, I feel like I owe the people that are on the world, that are in the world now, and the people that are to come, my, my future generations, I owe it to them to be my best self. I owe it to God to use my borrowed time here on earth in a righteous way. So my voice, outside of the drops, outside of the podcast, my voice just to anybody is powerful. You know, I can smile at someone and say a kind word, and that might be the only kind word they hear that day. I can, my voice uplifts other people. And I'm really aware of the words that I say, thankfully, because I know how powerful they are. Especially after studying linguistics and getting my master's in literature, I'm really aware of of how words shape our world. So when I do speak, I make sure that my words are purposeful and uplifting and try not to be harsh <laughs> and also funny. Thankfully, my wife thinks I'm funny. And it's fun and it's useful. I love laughter. That's one of the things about having my child brain reactivated is I laugh a lot. And I can see the humor in things easily. I'm just like a kid will be shedding tears because they didn't get the what they wanted. And then 10 seconds later, you make a funny face or something like that. And they laugh and you know move on. And I'm glad I laugh and move on.